Hello, Monetization Nation. Back in the early days of the internet, about 22 years ago, I hired a salesperson named Shirley Davidson to help us generate revenue from Adoption.com. At the time, Adoption.com was very new and very unprofitable. Our expenses were more than three times our revenue. Shirley Davidson still works for Adoption.com today and has sold more adoption-related advertising than anyone in the world. Shirley taught me the concept of relationship-driven sales, and Adoption.com used that strategy to keep a month-to-month advertising client with us every month for more than 11 years. In my interview with Shirley, she shares this story along with other secrets and strategies she's gained for more than two decades of helping pioneer digital monetization. Tectonic shifts are constantly transforming the earth and business, causing destruction and huge growth opportunities. I'm Nathan William, the host of Monetization Nation, where we learn how to leverage business tectonic shifts to transform monetization. When I was a young entrepreneur, just starting out, um, you joined me as our salesperson and you've been with me for a lot of years. You've been with me for more than 20 years now. How, how many years exactly? 21 going on 22. Yeah. And you've made me a lot of money. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I believe you sold more adoption advertising than anybody on the planet. You are the category queen of, of selling advertising in the niche of adoption. And you know so many adoption organizations and, and uh, you've taught me so many things that have kind of become become what I do and and a lot of the biases that through which I see the world the lenses that I see the world have come from you and so I, I want to talk about some of those big compliment and, but yes yeah, thank you. you you've been a huge part of that over the last two plus decades we've we've done a lot of great things together and we found some things that haven't worked and we've found some things that worked really well and we've been able to take some of the old school strategies and some of them were great in in this this transformed digital business landscape and some of them we've had to modify and change and some of them have not worked as well and we've stopped doing some of those and so i want to talk about some of the things that have worked really well and some of the things that we've we've learned together that you've taught me and and we've applied to these businesses so with that do you have a place you want to start before I go into the, my ideas? Are there any specific stories you want to tell? I have a couple I could share with you if you want me to. Yeah, um, I came from a customer service background and I developed a corporate sales background in the computer world before I came to you. I was there for about seven years. And I learned that customer service is a vital partner with sales and you have to you have to incorporate that into everything you do as far as your sales. And I also learned that marketing was a part of it. You know, we could call it uh, the triad. Uh, In order to be effective in what I did, I had to combine customer service, marketing, and sales together. You can't do one without the other, right? It's a partnership. My first experience in in working with Adoption.com new company, internet, no background whatsoever on how to sell internet advertising. And 
you had a vice president that you had associated with with another company that was my mentor. And I went to him and I said, on this first opportunity we had, I went to him and I said, I have a um, national organization that would like to advertise, but I don't even know how to charge him or what to charge him. <clears throat> and he said, he looked at me and, and I looked at him and you know who I'm speaking of, don't you? It's Lars Nielsen. And he said, tell him to make you an offer. <laughs> and I did, and they did. And that was the foundation of our revenue. It was Baby Universe. And they started paying us $2,000 a month. Uh, and Man, that, was that where, money was such a godsend at that time. That, that, was, that was at a time where we had so little money. And uh, that, that really helped. And it was beautiful because it was recurring money. It wasn't a one-time ad buy. It was a recurring monthly purchase. They made a two-year commitment with us. And uh, it was golden. It was a great experience. Um, my second story about Adoption.com and you and my working relationship was when we first went to the Gladney organization to meet with them in Texas. And we had taken a tour and we were preparing to go out. I think we went to dinner and then we were preparing to go back to a meeting in their office with all of their major um, management team. And I remember we were talking privately before we went into the meeting and you asked me, how shall we, how shall we run this meeting? And I said, don't, don't mention numbers, don't mention price, don't mention anything, just go in and listen. You know, we've already found out a lot about them and then we walk away. That kind of was, um, <clears throat> I would say, the foundation of how we dealt with clients for all these years. We got to know them, we listened to them, then we walked away and then we came back with a proposal. It was, it, and it has worked very effectively all these years. So to restate what you're saying, when you don't know, in, in, in the world of monetization, when you don't know what to charge somebody, <laughs> ask them to make <laughs> an offer so that you at least have a starting point. And then you can change it as you need to make it work. But Well, uh, that was the first one because that was, you know, that was, uh, I remember when you first hired me, I went to the library of all places. I went to the library and got a book on you know how to uh, advertise on the internet, <laughs> and it, it it listed a bunch of you know CPM, CPC, you know different methods of advertising, flat rate advertising, but the bottom line was there's no rules. Do whatever you want. Yep. <laughs> you know, where it's all it's all just a brand new world. So we had to figure out what worked for us. One of the concepts I'm talking about in the book is I, I'm trying to debunk this myth that a company makes more money by making by forcing their clients to remain in long-term contracts that they don't want to be in. And it seems like for a while there, that's what everyone was doing. And it was, you know, make people stay in these annual contracts because we get a lot more money up front. And it seemed like that was the conventional business wisdom. But with your help, we developed a strategy that was completely opposite that. And our strategy has always been monthly contracts. And with those monthly contracts, we are forced as, as the service provider to make our customer happy every month. And if they're not happy every month, then we are going to lose them. And it forces us to have a very close relationship with the client so we can know whether or not it's working for them. And if it's not working, we've got to change something. And 
uh, I remember one client who came to us and I could be remembering this wrong, but I believe when they came to us, they were only doing about 10 adoptions a year. Um, please correct me if, if I'm wrong there. And they started advertising with us at a small amount, maybe $2,000 a month. And as we did that and they were successful, they started buying more and more advertising until they reached about $50,000 of advertising per month just from this one client. And uh, I remember that client telling me that they had been doing between four and 500 adoptions a year, which places them as one of the largest adoption, probably the top five adoption organizations in America based on numbers of, of domestic infant adoptions. And he told us that half of their adoptions had been from us. I can't verify those informations, that information, I just know that's what he told me. But to go from 10 adoptions a year, or whatever he was, whatever they were, to 500 a year on a month-to-month -month advertising contract. And they advertised with us, I believe, every single month for more than 11 years. Any thoughts on that? Um, it was a great opportunity working with that advertiser. We, we learned an awful lot from them. I think yeah. it's the only client I've ever had that would call me and say, I'd like to give you more money. What can I get? And uh, it was continually challenging us to provide uh, what that client needed as far as advertising. But on a smaller scale, a lot of the clients that I have worked with over the years would not have advertised with us had not we had not been on a month-to-month -month basis because especially early on the internet was a big question mark and if we tried to lock people in long term i think that would have hurt the trust uh, relationship with them and they would have felt pressured and um you know every every person i talk to i tell them all of our advertising is on a month-to-month -month basis so there's no pressure and I think that they come in a lot more easily than if you said, yeah, this is a, a one-year contract. I think we would have lost so many clients if we had done that. So to restate, you're saying that because we did month-to-month -month contracts, it removed a barrier, barrier of entry and allowed us to sign up a lot more advertisers than we could have signed otherwise. Plus, it helped us build more trust with our advertisers. They knew that if something wasn't working, they could turn it off or they could call us and we could fix it. Um, it helped build better communication with the clients, and it, it forced us to perform better, right? When things weren't working, we couldn't sit on a long-term contract knowing we were still going to get revenue from something we knew wasn't working. It forced us to very quickly make the needed changes to keep our customers happy. Okay, so just going back to our trade show strategy of, of focusing on relationships. The goal of trade shows was relationships. Even the goal of client visits, when we'd go out and do client visits, it was all about let's build the relationship. And then the sale would follow. But we didn't want people to feel that we were doing hard sales. We wanted to build a strong relationship and let the sale come as a result of that relationship. And then we could have a, a more longer term revenue stream. Any thoughts on that? A lot of thoughts on that, but yes, it absolutely worked as far as, you know, relationship sales. And uh, we would go to conferences or trade shows and everybody wants to talk about themselves. And so instead of saying, hey, this is who we are, we're really great, and we are, but we said, who are you and, you know, what are you doing that um, supports your organization and, and that we can you know, we would spend our time getting to know that person. And they were always happy to share that information. 
and it kind of started to develop a, a feeling of trust and friendship. Uh, somebody once said, you don't marry somebody until you go on a date with them. You don't marry a person until you date them. And that's kind of the, the way relationship sales are. You have to get to know that person. You have to build a relationship before you can really trust them or go into a business relationship with them. So building those relationships, I think, are vital. Um, I've, I've actually had people come to me and tell me everything that they needed or wanted to market with us. And I have said, I'm sorry, I can't take your money because you, you won't be successful advertising in this particular area with us. And they respected it and came back to me years later repeatedly and actually adjusted some of their business uh, policies to adapt to a marketing opportunity that, that worked. Because of you and helping us develop strong relationships with people, I remember one client who, when their grandchild drowned in their swimming pool, I remember getting a call from, from the wife of, of our contact and her just saying, Nathan, you know, he needs you. And, you know, I was on a plane within two hours and flew out there and spent, spent days with them. And, and those are the kinds of relationships that we're talking about that, that we've been able to develop. And, and you taught me that skill. I'm, I'm very grateful for that. We, we did it together. I had just coincidentally been with that client uh, at a function at their organization that weekend. And I was there and I called you also and said, can you please get here right away? And you did. And we set Shiva together with them. And uh, those bonds are hard to break. Uh, it's always going to be there. But we've had a unique opportunity in, in the field that we're in to get to know people on that level. Uh, not everybody has that opportunity. So you do have to try to take advantage of whatever you know, venue that you're working in when you're working with people. I don't travel as much as I used to anymore. So I have to try to build those relationships with different methods. And, yeah, and COVID, part of that is oh yeah, just, COVID makes that really hard for us right now, obviously. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. What were it's you going to say? Still very doable. You just do it in a different manner. You build those relationships with communication and consideration. And I think the most important thing is you have to be real. If you're not honest and you're not real, they, people know it. Yeah. Um, there's nothing worse than insincere communication where you're just going through the emotions. That's right. And I, I remember you teaching me about the importance of those face-to-face -face visits. And looking back, I cannot think of one huge advertising deal that we did, one very large advertising deal that we did without meeting with them face-to-face. That was always part of the deal. And, and in today's world with COVID, uh, we definitely need to do the best we can to use video cameras and, and try to move these relationships forward. But it's, it's really hard to replace those face-to-face -face interactions and taking somebody out to dinner and taking someone to, to uh, see all of the Washington DC monuments at, at nighttime. That's one of our favorite things to do is Absolutely favorite. <laughs> uh, I, I, you're right. I think that is my favorite. Okay. Another concept that I think is really important. So if you look back, there, there was a conference where you and I went to, and I brought 
one of my daughters with me to the conference and she wanted to go swimming. And so we took her down to the pool that night and she was swimming and you and I were sitting on the deck of the pool um, watching her swim. And we brainstormed through a problem that we had. And the problem was we had a whole bunch of different products we were trying to sell to advertisers and some would take this and some would take that. And it left a whole bunch of kind of unsold pieces of our advertising inventory, of, of the product we had available for sale, it created unsold and unsaleable inventory. And we were trying to figure out how to solve it, how to make more money. And sitting there at that pool, um, I'm sure you came up with this idea, it couldn't have been mine, but um, together we came up with this concept that we called the Featured Sponsor Package. And the Featured Sponsor Package was basically bundling. And we took all of the related products and services that we had in a certain geographic market and put them together. And so someone could come in and kind of own a geographic region, but to do so, they needed to take everything we had for that geographic region. And we rolled that out in a very short period of time and very quickly, it radically increased the revenue um, just by bundling a group of services together. Do you wanna talk about that? experience at all? You know, that was a unique situation and, and there's so much value to what we did that night. It was spontaneous. We were tired, but just to be able to sit down quietly and brainstorm outside of the office environment, which I think was key also, yes. I had something in my head that I really was trying to formulate with geotargeted ads. And we had tried it once and it didn't work. And so you and I had been kicking this around and kicking this around. And all of a sudden you wanted one thing and I kind of wanted another. And somehow we merged it and this all came together like a light bulb going off. And I think that the value of that was to really to listen to both sides, to be open to understanding both sides. Instead of going in as a leader or salesperson or director and saying, we're going to do this to say, let's collaborate, let's brainstorm, let's leave the office and do this. And, and that's where the magic happens. And I've had the same thing happen with clients as well. So I, I don't think that I on my own could have come up with that. Maybe you could have, but between the two of us, we had a really dynamic new revenue stream that did launch a, a big and major change with our advertising on adoption.com at that time. Yeah, made a big difference for us. And it, it all started because, or it all came to fruition because we were able to get away from the office, sitting there with nothing else we had to accomplish. And, and uh, I think that's really important for companies. They plan corporate retreats and plan these, these events where people can get away from the office and encouraging their teams to go to lunch together, encouraging their teams to get away and go to trade shows together. There's there's a lot of benefit other than just the trade show. It's the, the time for those employees, those team members to, to get to know each other and to like each other and to work through issues together and find solutions together that are really hard to do when you're just running from meeting to meeting and email to email in the normal work environment. You're creating yes. those spacious spaces for innovation. It's a little bit of bloom where you're planted. You know, if you have an opportunity to be away from the office with your team members. And uh, it, it's kind of exhausting, but it's a great opportunity to maximize 
not just you said the relationships with your clients, but your coworkers. And one of the other things we learned at these conferences, first off, was some of the best opportunities for us were not the attendees, but were actually the other exhibitors. And that, yes. you know, so you quickly, we quickly assessed the lay of the land or, or the opportunity there. And we developed a lot of really great relationships with the other vendors or the other uh, exhibitors that were at these conferences. That's right. Okay, next concept I want to talk about is the, it's this lead magnet concept. It's the, um, some people call it the freemium model, where you give away something for free, and then you make money selling something else. And in our business, we developed a strategy, I'm sure you were the one that came up with this idea, of giving away a free month of ads and doing free ad banner design. And we learned that if we would, could get them kind of hooked on a, a month of advertising at adoption.com and see the results that we could convert those people at a very high percentage. And so I remember going out and we just started offering a free month of advertising to uh, lots of different advertisers, just kind of our hook or our lead magnet or our freemium model to get people in the door. You wanna talk about that at all and the success or results from that? Um, I think that was a concept we really did together. And, and I'm not even sure if that falls into the category of lead magnet, maybe it does. It was just getting our foot in the door, you know, and, and you see it on a, you know, daily level, a daily basis of people that are handing out samples or giving you a free month at a gym or people like that. And then if you like it enough, uh, you're going to stay with it. So we found that if we would give people an opportunity to try us, uh, you know, we, we go way back to when internet was brand new. And the people were skeptical. And um, by giving them that opportunity and saying, you know, we'll, we'll give you a month free just to try us, and sometimes more. But we did that with our banner advertisement, our directory, and our um, parent profiles. But what you've done is taken that 10 steps farther and developed the lead magnets into the website, which is doing that, but also taking it through a, a slower pace that people can go through on their own without having to be uh, connected necessarily with a marketing person because they can lead their way on their own. So I think this is where old meets new, maybe. <laughs> yeah, and, and I definitely didn't come up with that idea of lead magnets, but I, I'm sure a believer and I, I try to implement those wherever I can. The, the concept works. The One of the best business strategies that's worked well in my career is you give something away for free and then you make money selling something else. It's not that complicated, but it sure works really well. Well, another thing, and I, I'm going to say, I totally learned this from you. Uh, over the years, we had a couple methods of revenue. We had graphical banner advertising, which was our high dollar, um, revenue. And then we had a directory that was a, you know, very cost effective um, revenue stream. So we had a couple, but if one went down, the other one, it could deeply affect our, our, our monthly revenue. Um, and so developing and um, expanding our revenue streams, I think was pretty vital. I have a family member right now that has a small business with one service and I have been working with 
her to expand it to have to take her training and, and develop more services because as one baby phases out she has something else to fall back on and i think that it's very important to us early on to diversify our revenue streams so let's talk about this so we started off as just this kid in his college computer lab and then we tried to go to the this conference and we weren't even allowed to attend. And finally, because of your great efforts, they allowed us to attend as a vendor. And then after a few years of continuing to build relationships with that National Council for Adoption, they, they allowed me to speak. And so we went from not being able to speak to the organization to being a vendor, but having to kind of plead with people to come talk to us. And then when we when I spoke at the event, we got to a point where people were coming to us and it kind of flipped the tables. And, and then there was a fourth step in that evolutionary process. Um, maybe you can speak a little bit to this. Uh, that was when I was invited to, to serve as a member of the board of directors of that National Council for Adoption. How did that affect how advertisers saw us? When you joined the board, when you were brought in as, as the, um, on the board of NCFA, it was really an honor. Um, they were pretty particular about who they invited to be on the board. And I think at that point, you had earned so much respect in the adoption community because they didn't just see you as somebody trying to market uh, your website or to develop sales or clients. They saw you as somebody that was really passionate about adoption and, and their world and, and a it, uh, more than anything else, it um, it just made us so to be so credible because they trusted us and they knew that we we cared about them. Yeah. So we were no longer, uh, you know, just a, a group of exhibitors. We were a part of their community at that point. Yeah, I felt that change. It, it felt like at the beginning we were a nobody, we were an outsider, and then we became a trusted. Uh, vendor or, you know, advertising source for them. And then we went to being kind of a thought leader where we were, we were trusted with, with digital marketing expertise in that industry or that community. And then, and that was when I was invited to speak. And then when I was invited to be on the, the board of directors, it felt like at that point, we moved to a point of leadership. To a small degree, we were able to, to be seen as leaders in the adoption community. And as there were issues with the State Department and, and legal issues, we were able to stand up and help fight those battles um, because of that position of leadership, which then really helped to further cement the relationships, right? If you, if you fight battles together with people, that's one of the best ways to build credibility and, and trust. All right, so let's talk about one of those specific conferences. I remember one that was held in Florida that we went to, and we usually didn't go to the regional adoption events because there just weren't enough adoption professionals there. It, it often wasn't worth our time, you know, to see the return on that investment. Uh, but in Florida, we, had, we were looking for a, what we call a featured sponsor, a premier sponsor for, for that state. And so we we agreed to, to go and, and I accepted an invitation to speak at, at that event. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit more about, about that event and, and what you remember from that? I remember that one well too. Um, 
that was the Florida Adoption Conference. Uh, and that wasn't too long ago, maybe three, four years ago. And we had been doing things pretty basic. We had, you know, we had a graphical banner advertising, we had a directory, we had parent profiles. We had some just our basic listings that we had had for many years. And um, before I worked with you, I had worked in the computer industry and I had done a lot of really large trade shows. And one of the, the kiss of death at trade shows is to keep coming back every year and not have something new. And so this one at the Florida conference, we worked really hard to have something new. And that was our featured sponsors. And, you know, they had, people had known us over the years, you know, these relationships had been building and growing. I, you and I've been talking to these people for years and years and years. So you were again, the, uh, one of the keynote speakers, the last day of the conference where everybody's pretty tired and you came up to speak and people were leaving the conference as you were speaking, not because they didn't want to hear you, but they were coming out to our table to find me to say, where do I sign up? I want the Florida Adoption Featured Sponsor. And um, we actually secured that before we left the conference that day. Thank you, Shirley, for that interview. I really appreciated the blast from the past. Here's some of my key takeaways from Shirley's interview. Number one, month-to-month -month contracts might generate more money than long-term contracts because we are forced to keep customers happy every month. Number two, when we're selling something new and don't know what to charge, one option is to ask the other person to make an offer so we at least have a starting point. Number three, in business-to-business -business sales, focus on relationship-driven sales instead of high-pressure sales. Shirley and I tried to meet the potential customer, listen to them, and build a relationship of trust with them first, then walk away and send them a proposal later. When we focused on the relationship first, the sales happened as a natural result. Number four, relationship-driven sales tend to lead to longer-term revenue streams. Number five, start the relationship by asking questions about the potential customer and their interests. We should listen and build a relationship of trust before we try to talk about our business, products, or services. Number six, don't sell customers a product or service we don't believe will work for them. We need to find the right fit. Number seven, being there for customers during the hard times is a powerful way to build loyal relationships. Number eight, consider bundling a group of products and services together to accelerate monetization and avoid leaving money on the table. Number nine, the freemium model is one of the most successful digital monetization strategies. Give something away for free and then make money selling something else to those customers. Number 10, find the best association or associations in our industry and work to evolve in our engagement and credibility with the members of that organization. Number 11, speaking at association events is a powerful way to increase our credibility with members of those organizations. If we desire monetization, we have never before achieved. We must leverage strategies we have never before implemented. When have you seen a really good relationship-driven sales strategy? Please join our private Monetization Nation Facebook group and share your insights with other digital monetizers. Do you want to become a better digital monetizer? To receive great monetization stories and secrets, please go to monetizationnation.com and join free. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and share it.